suck. Can you buck like a horse when we buck? Can you take every inch up your butt? Can you shit on my chest for good luck? Can you quack? Can you quack like a duck when you suck? Can you fart on my balls when we buck? Can you stick your old tongue up my butt? Can you shit on my chest for good luck? Can you quack? Can you quack like a duck when you suck? I give it a soda, give it a four, but you ain't cute enough to where I want to knock you up. If you swallow it whole, you can take it up the butt. Now I might keep you around long enough to bust a nut. Well, I want to knock you down because I want to knock you up. All I really want to do is buck you in the butt. Then you turn around, then you suck it up while your girlfriend's behind you. All I ever do is run up my
wasn't sure. The, the bio says uh, fighting to beat non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma. And then uh, there's a GoFundMe link. And um, I knew it was him because he it's clearly this guy has a sense of humor and it really shows through the kind of stuff he posts on Instagram. He actually kind of just looks like a guy that um, he kind of looks like a, like a like a bearded guy in his pickup truck doing like a like a selfie video, like that meme. Like he looks like that kind of guy that would complain about um, you know minorities or or, or something or BLM uh, in his Ford F two fifty. But he, he might be a nicer guy. I don't know. I don't know. But let's see. Let's take a look at his GoFundMe. Uh, wow. He actually, yeah, he met his goal. His goal was $2,200. and uh, Or sorry. Yeah, $2,200. And he raised uh, $2,225 from 64 donations. And, oh, his real name is Michael Gerard. So... He's having a second surgery on his back, uh, where he found a tumor, uh, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Okay, well, anyway, it looks like he is able to afford the surgery, and it looks like it may or may not be successful. He's posting things like, uh, what is he posting? He's posting things like Metro Access cards. He's posting memes about butt plugs like Star Wars Lego sets he's been working on, I guess, in recovery. Like, he looks like he's doing okay. Anal trail. Yeah, like, he looks like he's in good spirits. But, nonetheless, keep an eye on uh, Goat from Goat and Your Mom. This is a video that's lived on in my mind for, you know, like, ten plus years now. And, um, you know, he deserves, he deserves, he deserves more. He deserves better. He had his time to shine. 2012, that was when Tosh.0 was popular. And that's how a lot of people remember him, is Tosh.0. And, um, you have to, you have to, like, think about those shows as, like, that is, like, a great unifier. Like, I understand, like, meme culture has grown since then, and there's no one single place that you'll find what you're really kind of looking for. There's no great unifier of, of meme ideology. Not that Tosh.0 is representative, but you have to look at Tosh.0 as, like, an early, like, curator of, of meme culture um, to some degree, even though it is kind of just an extension of, like, America's Funniest Home Videos, it's, there, there is something nice about having a large, like, collection of, of memes that you could go to school and most people wouldn't know exactly what you're talking about, it was nice, it was, it was basic, it was easy, um, it was unpretentious, uh, unlike the meme culture of today, which is, you know, 
hibernation uh, and it's fine I mean that's like everything else everything's hyper specialized and hyper catered to your demographic and you find your way and you have to and you find that bubble and you stay in that bubble forever and you never look at the Tosh.0 stuff again or maybe you look at the Tosh.0 type bubble but ironically and you know it doesn't really matter the point is that I'm nostalgic for, for Tosh.0 I'm nostalgic for 2012 uh, and all the simplicity that came with it relatively relative to what it is now and surely in 2012 there was someone saying well things are so complicated now now everyone has to watch a a tv show about the internet that's crazy fucking like ridiculousness is to i don't don't think tosh point tosh hasn't been on for i don't know how long but fucking ridiculousness isn't like what season like 15 like it's gotta be that show is it's been around forever and what is it it's like it's not even like internet culture necessarily because that shows i feel like definitely a more uh it's it's a closer it's a closer relative to America's Funniest Home Videos than Tosh.0 was in that it's definitely more fixated on like physical comedy or like gross comedy or like yeah whereas like Tosh.0 I definitely lean more towards like weird um, and and unique whereas yeah ridiculousness I feel like I don't know what it is now. I, last time I watched it was probably freshman year of college, twenty like thirteen, in a dorm room, and the only reason I know that is because I got my only I got in trouble I got in trouble with my my resident assistant or whatever their title was because they could hear the ridiculousness like uh, transition music like dan and dan and dan and like that little hit. Apparently they could hear it all the way, like on the other side of the dorm, and I got like a no- I got a noise violation or whatever, and I had to write like a like a like a two page like essay about how like noise is bad and like promising that I would never watch ridiculousness like that loud again. So I'm admitting that I am biased because I associate ridiculousness with. Uh, being punished, I guess, there's a negative connotation in my mind, but, uh, I like to think that I would have, would have, would, would hate something like Tosh.0, uh, now, today, uh, regardless of that, independent of, of that event, um, but, like, that show is, is, it's, it's, if you've seen fucking idiocracy it, it is like that show in the, in the movie where it's like a dumb future and it's just like guys getting it in the balls like the show and that is that is what ridiculousness is and i'm not saying there's not a there aren't other shows that are the equivalent of that there's like those game shows that are like wipe out and it's just like you know people getting it with balls and shit like that's always been funny and that always will be funny 
the nut shots, and yeah, they do like, it's all still dumb stunts, but I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm, I guess I don't know what I'm complaining about, it's just, even that isn't as crude, I feel like, as what ridiculousness and like that Wipeout show or like any of those game shows have turned out to be like Jackass I feel like still has this very evident like self-awareness of how like truly like retarded it's trying to be like it's called Jackass still and ridiculousness is called ridiculousness but um I know those shows are adjacent. They have probably overlapping like fan bases. I don't have a point here. Jackass is eyebrow to me in in the world of like slapstick, getting hurt comedy. Jackass is somehow still like it's it's become extremely self aware, extremely meta. I feel there was. I couldn't even get through the whole movie. There was, I, I stopped because there was like a, you know, Steve always does like the nature ones where he's like, oh, I'm going to get my, I'm going to hang meat from my dick and get a shark or whatever and hang meat out of my ass for like a, an alligator, right? And then like in this newest one, he, they just put like, they put the queen bee, they put a queen bee on his, on his dick and balls and then they just let a bunch of bees just collect on his dick and balls. And um, I didn't like that one. I don't know why. I like, I've seen him do all the other ones with animals. And I've seen them do tons of other animal related stunts. But for whatever reason, like, just forcing the bees to just like be on his dick and balls. And that was it. It was such a weird sad like stunt I feel like to do because it was so like especially because it was so anticlimactic there was no like threat of like he's gonna die or like you know with like the alligator one and the shark one it's like well at least you're distracted by the possibility of like death you know it's not you don't even think about the fact that they're just like playing with animals right they're not just playing with nature but with like the B one it's literally just a bunch of dudes watching like bees swarm on a guy's dick and balls and um it feels kind of like it kind of just feels like like a kink it just kind of feels like someone's like fetish content and 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 like steve-o they spent you know millions of dollars to uh to make like fetish content and I think maybe Jackass has always been fetish content. Maybe they, people have always jacked off to, like, dudes, like, doing weird shit with their balls and dick. You know, I'm sure, like, I, I can't imagine how much overlap there is between uh, cock and ball torture guys and, and and like, Jackass fans. Like, I feel like that's, I think, like, if you didn't know you had, like, a cock and ball torture, like, fetish before, and then you watched Jackass... I, I think that's what awakened a lot of dudes. Cock and ball torture fetishes is, is honestly jackass. Because there's like always been like nut shots and like, you know, things that you hit nuts in. But jackass just showed it so explicitly on a huge screen of dudes just.
just like hurting their cock and balls and mutilating them in like the worst ways. So that is the only uh, criticism I have of Jackass as a whole is that they awaken cock and ball torture. They awaken CBT for a lot of people. at least 
years out and you know like you age and you get closer to that year and then you just kind of shift your suicide date out like another year another five and for me it's always been a minimum like five in my mind you know because when I was 18 it was it was 30 when I was 18 in 2012 when I was 18 was I 18 then yeah I would have been around 18 uh yeah I was like oh like if I make it to like 30 I'm gonna just fucking kill myself if I make it to 30 and now that I'm like I'm about to turn 29 and uh while 30 does still seem like 30 does seem feasible um in my mind that's that's not how like desperate I feel you know when I say when I talk about killing myself and envision killing myself it's at least 35 35 now seems like a much more miserable year relative to to 29 but you know surely as I approach 35 I will imagine 40 and so on and so forth and five years I think is enough time to really see a lot of significant change and I hate that that's like what that's why they ask like where do you see yourself in five years because that is I think the amount of time it takes to really change um to see <clears throat> not to like actually because it's enough change that you can recognize it surely you can change a whole lot in a year or in months or in weeks but I think five years is enough time for you to look at yourself and to know yourself that there there is a distinct difference between you and that person from five years ago maybe not true for everyone but like for me it is so you know the gaps in like my favorite my most nostalgic years I think lines up with with that and maybe I won't hold to that forever but maybe it'll slow down maybe I'll just always be nostalgic for 2012 and 2017 forever you know and that's that's a lot of people you know that's like a lot of people hold on to just one one span of year, you know, five years maybe. And that's how they target you and that's how they sell things to you is, is preying on that nostalgia forever. And so, um, it could be, it could be me. It could be me. Because I have gone to a, uh, what I imagine is a very 2012 uh, music festival. And there's not just this one. A, a lot of festivals do the same thing. I mean, this one in particular, though, was, was 2012 to me. It was like, it, for, it was for 2012 for anyone who smoked weed. Uh, it was called Smokers. I think it was called Smokers Fest or something. Some dumb name. Because uh, they were probably trying to compete with... Um, fucking what's the what's the main weed smokers festival fucking god i can't think of the name right now i'm just gonna i'm just gonna search a weed weed smoking festival 
Fucking festival. Okay, I didn't come up with weed smoking music festival. What the fuck? <laughs> the 10 best marijuana festivals. <laughs> Who wrote this? It doesn't even have the one I want. It's fucking retarded. The Austin Reggae Festival is the best marijuana festival. That's crazy. No, what's the fucking rap festival? Weed. Okay, well, this is the one I went to. It's Smokers Club. Okay, people who peaked in 2012. Kid Cudi, ASAP Rocky, Playboy Cardi, Schoolboy Q, Wiz Khalifa, Two Chains, Joey Badass, Flatbush Zombies, Tom Kennedy, Young Lean, Danny Brown, uh, Earl Sweatshirt, J-Rock, Absol. You're, you're missing, you know, like, a few... But it's got the big names from, from my 2012 and then it has a pretty cool lineup of other people. But the festival sucked. But um, nonetheless, it, it caught my eye for a good reason. And um, It's really bothering me. I can't think of the, the cool weed smokers festival that happens every year. Uh, I keep wanting to say Dat Piff, the Dat Piff Festival, but it's, it's, I wish, I wish Dat Piff had a festival named after it. Uh, yeah, cause, cause all I did in 2012, okay, okay, this is the year I'm nostalgic for, 2012, all I did was smoke weed, I smoked weed, and I fucked my girlfriend and I manipulated my girlfriend and I cheated on my girlfriend and I ate really shitty food and got too high to do things and got too anxious to go to school and to go to work and I stopped taking my meds or got back on meds but either way I was back and forth on them and uh it was generally, uh, I turned, I turned 18 and that was, that was it. And I got in a bad car accident and I went to the hospital like four times, three times. I went to the hospital three times that year and none of them were because of the car accident. Uh, and, and Django and Shane came out. That's it. That's what I think those are the big ones. Or was that 2011? The point is, on paper, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And also Coney, Coney 2012. And also, also, the world was supposed to end in December 21st, 2012, and I think I really looked forward to that or something happening. And 
was a, it was an interesting year. It was an iconic year for me. And I was a I was a whiny little bitch. I was a whiny little bitch. Okay, posting on Facebook about how much I'm a little bitch. Okay. And then fast forward five years. Okay, 2017. Okay. All I did in 2017 was get too high from eating weed brownie. And then I'd watch fucking Always Sunny when I was way too high. And that show has got really dark to me. And I can't watch that show without feeling anxious because it just is such a dark place in my mind. I feel the same way about community because one time, the first time I took a, a, a large dose of shrooms was when I was like in season five of community and they had done the episode. I had just watched the episode where like it's, it does like a, uh, not treasure Island. What's the fucking shutter Island. They do like a shutter Island type th- thing where, you know, they were crazy all along and they were, I, I forget the exact episode, but basically I, I had this idea, I had this realization that I, I had been locked up in a, a mental institution ever since I tried like killing myself in 2012 and that all the time I had spent in nursing school and in like living in the dorms, I was actually like in a in a psychiatric unit and I was just hallucinating all these things because I was co- I was trying to cope. It was all it was all just in my head and uh and that any minute they were gonna like come in and take me away and so I can't watch community either. So I can't watch community and I can't watch always on a two critically acclaimed shows that I actually really liked. Uh, it's just really hard for me to watch them now. And uh, 2017, oh, I, uh, so weed got too high, uh, I hid, hid from my roommates, whenever they would come home, I would just scurry to my room, I would take whatever food I had and scurry away, and then only come out when they went to bed, and, uh, I would swipe Tinder, and, uh, cheat on my girlfriend, and, uh, manipulate my girlfriend, and break up and get back together with her, and, um, and get too high to, like, have a conversation with her, and then get too high and go on Tinder dates, and, and get really uncomfortable, and somehow still, like, fuck, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand how that happened, uh, I always feel like a fucking loser when I'm high, but if there's part of me, maybe it's just the kind of people... I hang out with her fucking retard, retards, uh, but they seem to think I'm charming when I'm high, and I think that's retarded. I think that's awful. Uh, and I think I think I, that was part of why I kept smoking weed, is because I was convinced that I wanted to attract uh, degenerate losers because they thought I, I was charming when I smoked weed. So, but that was 2017, and uh, that what a time that was. Uh, and then I gra- I graduated college, and then I went to autism camp, and then I stopped taking my meds for good. 
uh, not crazy crazy, but like a little bit hysterical at, at autism camp. And, and then I got a job because I went to autism camp. I met people who got me a job and I moved to Philadelphia and, I, and then I was hysterical in Philadelphia and I ate, I ate, uh, lamb over rice four times a week from the food truck and, uh, chopped cheese. I ate cheesesteaks <clears throat> with mayonnaise and ketchup, uh, like three times a week because it was right outside of where I worked. I mentioned I cheated on my girlfriend and <laughs> I, I, fucking, I fucking cheated on my girlfriend using OkCupid it wasn't even on Tinder it's, this is that awful you fucking cheat on someone using OkCupid what the fuck how retarded is that god god I hate myself I fucking hate myself so much sometimes God, it's so fucking gay. I get too high. I couldn't go to the... Got too high to go to... I went to King Cruel, but I don't remember seeing King Cruel. It's the only time I got to see King Cruel live. And, and fucking show me the body open for King Cruel. I didn't care about them as much because I'd seen them before. But King Cruel does not fucking live in the States. And so when he tours in the States, it's a big deal. And uh, I had tickets to go see him in Atlanta. And then I fucking moved to New Orleans. And I was like, I'm not going to drive to... not driving to fucking Atlanta to see King Cruel. So anyway, I'm still pissed about it. But yeah, I was too high for King Cruel. And uh, that's probably the only... That's the only bad thing that happened because of weed. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only negative consequence of having smoked weed and uh, got too high to do laundry in the basement of my building and got too high to play Fortnite in my uh, studio, my tiny, like, 400 square foot studio apartment with no door on the bathroom and my toilet, like, 10 feet away from my, my, my kitchen stove counter thing. And, uh, I listened to Drake. I listened to a lot of Drake. Twenty twelve, I also listened to a lot of Drake. Twenty twelve, I listened to a lot of Drake. And lately, I've been listening to a lot more Drake again. I don't know, like, Drake has persisted throughout my adult, my entire adult life. Drake has been a, a mainstay of my my entire life since like like eighth grade like my entire like romantic sexual like career when i had my first kiss in eighth grade and i the whole ride home i heard that fucking uh i heard best i ever had play on the radio multiple times ever since then drake has been as much as I make fun of Drake, I think I love Drake. And I think... I think I want to fuck Drake. You know? And you may... I may or may not have said this before, but... I think I'm a, I think I'm the Filipino Drake. I feel like I'm the Filipino Drake, not gonna lie. 
Connor Drake. And sometimes I feel like the Italian Drake, it just depends. Another 
business in my future uh, a desire to cut off anyone and everything that I ever loved or cared about and kind of kind of succeeding in doing so and, and approaching like a kind of um, I'm kind of about to meet like a a crossroads where I can uh, I don't know I can go in any direction I, I feel like I've created so much distance from everything back home that I feel like I have the ability to go back to it now. Like, I feel like I have the right mindset that I would approach it slowly and carefully until I felt comfortable with it again. Or, or I'm in a place where I can definitely just forego ever having that any any of my old connections for the rest of my life and just disappear. I'm I'm at a point where either is really feasible for me, and I'm 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 in the I'm in a I'm in a point where I'm deciding if I want to do that or not. And it's actually really exciting. It's 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 extremely exhausting, and it actually it's it makes me really sad. Uh, but I, I I like to think I'm sad because I'm exhausted, not necessarily the other way around. <laughs> My nose is so itchy. I'm excited. I'm I'm miserable. I have been I've been extremely miserable. I'm I am so tired. I cannot sleep. I'm up for like twenty to twenty two hours at a time every day. And then when I sleep it's for like 16 hours straight. When I get a good sleep, it's I just sleep forever. I leave the house once a week to go grocery shopping. And even that drains me. I spend all my time camming. I spend hours and hours camming. I spend... 10, 12, 14 hours a day just live, just wasting away on a camera. I'm streaming and I'm convincing myself it's just some kind of performance art that is just watch a guy die live, you know, watch a guy slowly die 14 hours at a time. I do that and I, and I, and I, and I go on the apps on my phone that you can make money playing games. You can make $2 an hour playing games and clicking on app, on ads and watching ads and, and signing up for trials and just to fucking make ends meet. I'm, I'm scrambling for pennies and dimes and nickels and it feels good. And it feels good to, to, to be barely making it right now. I'm considering DoorDash. I'm considering Ubering again. I'm considering all the fucking gig work that made uh, that should not exist. Fucking hustle culture and gig culture is fucking retarded. But that's what I'm doing right now because it makes me feel like I'm I'm struggling. Like I'm I'm like I'm desperate, and I like I like crave it. I crave like this like sense of like urgency. There's nothing else that motivates me. It's just this. I just need impending like disaster or like doom or like the risk of being homeless or 
this risk. I, I, can't, I don't even trust that I would kill myself. Like that's not even enough motivation anymore to do things. That's what it used to be. That's what motivated me to move to California. Was if I don't, if I don't fucking leave Pennsylvania, I'm going to kill myself. This is, or like I'm gonna move to California and kill myself, or like whatever. Like it was a, it was an act. It was an act of desperation that got me to where I wanted to be. It was a moment of desperation that got me to act. And I, I, I look for that. And I look for that in, in, in every way. And I've lived very comfortably for the last five years. And it was not desperate. It was desperate in the sense that I was very lost. And I've been very lost. And I'm, I don't think I'm ever not going to feel lost I'm always going to feel a little aimless, but when I'm desperate, when I'm truly, 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 truly desperate, it, it everything is so clear about what I have to do and what needs to be done. And I, I, I don't, it's harder for me to set that up because I see through a lot of things about how unimportant they are. I see how unimportant it is to, you know, I can rationalize being homeless now. You know, living out of my car. I'm like, you know, being homeless for me. What it? I could do it. And and being homeless used to be a motivator. Like my fear of being homeless used to be a strong motivator. Now it's kind of not. Now I'm kind of like, eh, so what? You know, maybe going hungry would be my next motivator. Maybe I need to really on the. You know. If shelter is not going to do it, maybe food scarcity, you know, I, I like, I don't know what else is going to keep me like motivated and distracted enough to keep doing what I'm fucking doing right now because this is fucking driving me fucking nuts. And I know I joke a lot about fucking like losing it and like going insane on the show and that's all this is, but I, I genuinely feel that I am, I am, um, I'm really like losing touch with reality in a lot of ways and it's I um I'm not I'm okay with that like I'm not afraid of that I, I think that would be fine that would be great especially if I like didn't even if I wasn't even aware of it you know and it, it didn't bother me if it just happened and maybe it is maybe it's still happening I don't know I don't know. I don't know if I'm actually recording this. I don't know if I'm actually like in my my right mind to be to be uploading and recording and and posting this anywhere and editing. Like that's it's it's the same. Like I, I have this deep, like, deep, deep, deep sense of like paranoia with anything I do. That this is all so fake. That none of this has ever happened. That I'm that I'm like living in my mom's basement or like I'm in a hospital or I'm in or that I'm dead i like I, I like i genuinely like every fucking day i i wake up and i am so sad about my dreams i love dreaming i love to dream but when i dream and i wake up everything feels so fake i everything feels feels like nothing and it's hard to keep it's hard to keep living like that and what I like about weed is that I don't dream 
And when I used to take my meds, I would have the craziest dreams. When I took, I took meds on and off for like five years. When I took psych meds, I took antidepressants, I took mood stabilizers, I took. I hated those dreams so much, so much good or bad. No matter what they were, it made the rest of my life feel so disorienting, so uncomfortable. And I still hate dreams. I hate them, but I see the value in them. I see they make me feel so desperate. It's why I feel how I fucking feel right now. It's because my dreams, I guess, are telling me something. I don't. They're not telling me anything. They just make me feel like fucking dog shit. I don't know what's fucking pushing me to fucking keep going. You know what I mean? To keep fucking moving. To make this fucking podcast. To keep making content. To keep camming. To do all this retarded bullshit. Right now I'm training AI. I'm camming and then I have this laptop on my lap and I'll just be, you know, talking about fucking pretend you're Garfield the cat. Make a five make a five bulleted list about why why Mondays is why Monday is the worst weekday, and then rate your response. That's what I, literally what I did today. That's what I made. I I, I typed that out today. To train the AI of the future, and I got paid. To, I got I actually got paid. I got paid twenty dollars an hour to do that. To do to make prompts like that. Isn't that cool? That's actually kind of cool. That's actually kind of cool. I like that, and I highly, I highly recommend that to anyone who's like not a fucking retard and like wants some extra income. Or honestly, it's twenty bucks an hour. It's unlimited too. Like you don't, I mean, it's not unlimited, but there's no, uh, you can, you can work overtime if you want on that. As long as there's jobs to do, there's a lot of, there's a lot of AI training jobs. If you didn't know, and I didn't, I didn't know. I thought, I thought they all kind of still sucked. Like if you ever worked for Amazon Turks, Amazon M Turks, that shit sucks or that shit used to suck, but I'm sure it's actually good now, but you can't get into Turks, but luckily there's a bunch of other ones that are accepting people. Everyone's trying to make new AI, and everyone needs people to train their AI, so some of them pay really well. Hit me up if you want to know. I'll send you a referral. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna email their support and see if we can get an affiliate link. You know, maybe they can sponsor the show. And eventually, maybe we can just, uh, I'll just have AI write my show. I'll just have AI write the show for me. Um, this episode was for me. This is just a diary entry, but I just really, I've been, I, I just have been so fucking tired and I've been dreading doing it. And I just decided, let's just make it one word. I talk to myself. I, I, 
I always tell myself that I want to turn this show into something with with guests and having people on, but I really hate people. I really don't like talking to people right now. Um, and especially, I don't want to talk to, to the kind of people that would do this show. Does, does that make sense? I know I, I, I know I have like an open invitation for people to come on the show, and I've always said that, and I've always encouraged that, but you understand it's because because if someone's going to waste their time messaging me, right? If someone's going to waste their time emailing me or texting me or DMing me, I don't want to waste any fucking time talking to you there if I can't make content out of it. And a lot of times, even if we can, I don't think you are interesting enough or worth the effort or the energy or the time it would take to get you involved on the show. So as of now, uh, no, please, nobody ask me about doing the show because I, I, I've been talking to too many retards about doing the show and, uh, you know, apparently they're too retarded and that's, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You know, I think, I just think I just have less. I just have less patience and less tolerance of the retardation. I think I've learned enough about what makes people tick. And I've had enough people on the show and asked them about why they came on the show to know exactly why anyone else would come on the show. And uh, there's just no reason for it anymore. There's really no reason for this show. There's no reason for me to keep doing this. But I'm a narcissist and I like talking into the air. I love talking to myself. I don't want to talk to someone else. I don't want to hear someone else's feedback. I just want to live in my little bubble. I want to live in my little bubble and go fucking crazy. Okay? And you can pay to watch it or you can watch it for free. You know? Or maybe nobody's watching. Maybe no one's watching. Maybe even the in an even sadder world, in my fantasy world, in my head, I still am not even successful doing this. I am, I, 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 in my dreams, I still only have a, a 100 downloads a week. You know what I mean? Who is downloading it? Who, who, who is even downloading this a hundred times? Who is that? Who is that? What is wrong? What is going on? I'm not even jerking off this episode. Tell me what's wrong with you. I would like a bubbly sponsorship because I live in a bubble. We all live in bubbles. We all live in these tiny bubbles. Okay? And the bubbles are only... They're only getting a s- smaller. No. They're going to stay the same size, but there will be more of them. Yeah. Okay, well, this was fun. I'm really glad I took the time to make this. I don't really have a whole lot to say. Uh, I'm just going to check my notes real quick. I hope uh, things are going good. I hope things are going good for you. And... Um, that you look uh, to the future, ask yourself where you're going to be in five years, and if you want to kill yourself in five years, I think you're on the right track. Okay, just take it from me. That look where it's gotten me. Okay? Live your life as if you're going to kill yourself in five years.
at all times. Live like you are going to commit suicide five years from today. And someday you will get to where I am at. This is my last uh, episode from this house. I've been running this house on Furnish Finder from a guy who has been living in Colombia for two months and he's coming back next week and I'm going to another Furnish Finder which is a duplex and uh, my neighbors are black and, and my neighbors are black here too actually but I haven't met them but I know they're black <laughs> so I think for the foreseeable future I'll be whispering because these are duplexes and the walls are so thin and I, I think I'm increasingly paranoid about even though this is on a public platform and you know the CIA, FBI's AI may have already auto-detected what I'm listening, you know, they may have transcripts that they just kind of keep to filed away and you know, whatever I would like to see a transcript of every episode because that's uh, I would like to see how many times I say the n-word um Last thing I want to talk about, uh, I, I thought I wanted to talk more about cancer and death and war and um, how have more people not killed themselves? Big question. How, how have more people not killed themselves? I wonder that every day. I know it's in like the top 10, I think, leading causes of death, but I, I genuinely still don't understand how it's not higher like on the list. I don't know how it's not number the number one way people dies blowing their brain blowing their brains out um question has, has Jake Gyllenhaal done a gay cop movie yet or a gay firefighter or a gay marine uh and if if not why why not and if if he's going to when how soon can I expect cause how can you do gay cowboy movie and then not do every other like hyper masculine male role but gay he's done cop movies he's done marine movies I don't think he's done firefighter I don't know but unless he's secretly gay in all of those movies he's played cops multiple movies right He's, they gotta make him gay again. I don't know. It's been years. It's been almost 20 years, right? Brokeback Mountain came out when? 2003, 2004. 20 years, baby. It's time for another gay, hyper-masculine gay role for Jake Gyllenhaal, in my opinion. I was just watching some, like, fucking Marine movie, and it's it feels gay. It, feels, it actually feels really gay. But he has a wife and kids, and it seems like it's a beard type of thing. Anyway... <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's really, it's, it fucking sucks. Uh, I like to think if Heath Ledger hadn't died, that they could have made a a, 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 a sequel to, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, bigger and blacker. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry too, bigger and blacker is what it's called. And then, uh, and then I had a bit about how it would be funny to, add bigger and blacker as to, to any like movie sequel or it would be funnier if they just put 
Max Keeble's big move, bigger and blacker. Max Keeble's bigger and blacker move. Um, something like that. But those weren't important. I guess I was more... My nostalgia was more important than uh, dumb bits. Than whispering dumb bits to myself that no one no one listened to because I already admitted that I wasn't jerking off. And so that made it way less interesting for you. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I bet it makes it way less interesting for you because I whisper and I bet that really annoys people and grinds people's gears because I don't really even, I don't even really speak nicely when I whisper. It's very raspy and it's very annoying and very, very cloying and very... <coughs> Oh, man. All right. Wow, this was fun. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. Good luck and good night. This is the house I've been living in that I'll never see again. Just, I just like documenting places I've lived. This is where I work out. Nice. These are the plants I've been keeping alive for two months. Nice. These are the air conditioners that have been running constantly. Nice. This is the workstation. This is all these, these are all my jizz stains. Just kidding, they were there when I got here. Um, this guy also works from home, so he has a nice setup. Oh my god, that's our dead roach. That Lux killed, I'm assuming. Uh, this room, this is, the house was really bare. It's definitely like the, the house of a single white male in his 20s. And I didn't really, I, I didn't really do much to add to it. I just... Really what I added is sing white single male stuff, but I added the tapestry and the flag and John and it made it feel like home. It makes it homey to me. And um, man, man, am I gonna miss this shitty house? Just kidding, it's really, really what a nice space. I just don't like it because it's, uh, if you ever lived in New Orleans or some other cities have, uh, shotgun houses, but whoa, <laughs> why are you laying like that? She knew I was coming in, she knew I was coming. Um, yeah, it's just because, like, you guys, you can see it just goes from the first room to the living room to the bedroom, and then you go to the fucking it goes to the kitchen. Also, it's like, I don't understand. See, I, like the tapestry I added too, but otherwise this was like a really minimalist, barren white room. Um, yeah, uh, this is all. This is his only decoration in the house is the Carolina Q, which I thought was funny. It's just a bar. It's like a barbecue flag. I thought it was a. I thought it was a fucking like sports team. I thought it was a college. I thought it was collegiate sports, but this is just fucking 
it, it, it's just barbecue. It's just like North Carolina barbecue flag. And this is, that's his only decoration. Anyway, very funny. It's very funny. Anyway, kitchen is interesting. That's the table I used to jerk off for a couple episodes, but I, I don't know if I want to do that format anymore. Uh, this is Lux's corner. Needs cleaning. I don't, I don't really go out this hallway, but there's a backyard where dog shit everywhere. And I didn't get to use the heaters, but I'm sure they work great. A reason I think some black people, a lot of people in black people don't, don't change their, um, their smoke detectors or smoke alarms is because the ceilings are really high in a lot of these row homes. And I, I, even if I wanted to change that one, I don't actually have the step stool to, uh, there's no ladder or step stool anywhere in this house. So I don't, I don't know how that gets changed if they, if I need it done. Just a thought, just a thought. Um, And then I don't want to show you the bathrooms. It's not, I cleaned it. It's not dirty, but it's the kind of old that everything looks like it just has perpetual like shit stains smeared on it. So don't worry, I do, I do smear shit all over it. <gasps> this is the pan I use to refry pasta every day as I cook all my pasta in this pan and I just leave it so it, it soaks up all the nice cool sauces and um, yeah there's a three way mirror I bought maybe I should use this for the edge game, I bought it so I could cut my own hair, I don't know if you could tell cut my own fucking hair because I'm too anxious to pay for a haircut I mean I, t I, I tell myself it's because I want to save money but really I think it's just because I'm I'm still anxious about, I'm just anxious about going to get a haircut. I don't like, I fucking hate dudes who cut hair. They're so fucking annoying. You know what I mean, Lux? They just talk to you about like the dumbest shit. Cause I know they're just trying to like cater to like the, the average dude who gets his haircut. You know, and they just talk about like shoe, cool shoes, cool sports, uh, girls, alcohol, um, but no, nah, man, I'm fucking gay. You know, I'm fucking gay, and they they talk to me about they talk to me about dumb straight shit. I'm fucking gay as hell. Okay, don't talk to me. Do do, do not talk to me. Yeah, and then they give me a straight ass haircut. But do you, do you look at me, dude? I'm fucking gay. I got gay ass hair. I got gay ass flippy hair, dude. I'm a fucking. I'm trying to get ram. I'm trying to get. Look, look. I couldn't tell if this dude's gay or not. This is the this is the only other decoration. This dude's house. See, so the, the North Carolina cube made me think he's a little straight. But then, but then, hidden in the corner of his bedroom, he has this nasty poster of Hillary Clinton uh, after she beheaded Donald Trump. And it, and it says, uh, baller sauce. I don't know if that's the artist. And then hashtag trillery. Like, is this, is he gay or not? Let me know, let me know in the comments. I think he is. I think he's a little fruity, but I think a lot of dudes in, who live in, who choose to live in New Orleans are, are a little fruity, and that's and that's why I'm here because I think that's just um, that's where I need to be. Guess what? I'm also not uploading these episodes to uh, Xvids anymore because I'm I'm fucking tired of them, and they're retarded. 
uh, moderation team, which is probably what they wanted anyway. I, I think they probably just wanted me to stop uploading. But nonetheless, it now means that I can, um, I can, I can post Lux as much as I want, and I don't have to worry about being accused of bestiality. Uh, Lux is not involved in the making of anything I do, uh, anything, anything sexual I do. She just has uh, producer credit. She's executive producer. And uh, she's a purse. She's a production assistant. Beep, 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 beep. Someday I'll move to Paris. Someday it'll be me. I'll be looking out the. I'll be looking into the window out out to the outside. And there, there it'll be the Eiffel Tower. I never understood this tapestry. Never really quite understood the point of view. But maybe when I go to Paris, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll understand it. I probably won't go until Lux dies, because I don't want to bring Lux on a plane. So, hurry up!